Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Just before we start the service, here are some announcements and things to know. During this time of worshiping online, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. You can give online through our website at stonebridgecme.com, click on online giving. You can give through your bank's bill pay option, or you can give by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. Two weeks ago, our congregation voted to elect Pastor John Sauer as our next senior pastor head of staff. Here are some important dates to be aware of. Pastor Neil's last weekend with Stonebridge will be on November 7th and 8th. Pastor John Sauer's first weekend with us will be November 28th and 29th, the first weekend of Advent. At this time, Stonebridge is no longer collecting restaurant gift cards for the Samaritan Center. Stonebridge continues to be in partnership with the Samaritan Center and will now assist our communities disenfranchised by providing box dinners to clients. If you would like to take an active part in providing food and or assembling box dinners, please contact the church office to be added to the volunteer roster. Weather permitting, we will have another outdoor service on Saturday, October 24th at 5.30. Join us for worship, a message, and some fellowship, six feet apart, of course. Spaces are limited and pre-registration is required, so check your newsletter or visit our website for more information. A helpful tool to use during worship is Uversion. To use this, download the Bible app from your app store. Once downloaded, look for events after clicking More, and then click on Stonebridge's live event. This will allow you to use your smart devices while watching the service for online message notes, extra study links, connecting, and sending in praises or prayer concerns. And lastly, we would love to know that you're participating in worship. Please continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or if you are following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship. Hello and welcome to Stonebridge's online worship. I'm Associate Pastor Jonathan Lucia. Today, Pastor Neil is going to be talking about the power of faith. Yet every time we consider our own faithfulness, we need to remember God's faithfulness to us. Hear the words of Psalm 89. Lord, I will sing of your steadfast love forever. With my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. God said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Praise the Lord because God's faithfulness to us. Again, welcome to worship. I will go before you and will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I am close to the brokenhearted, and I save those who are crushed in spirit. Oh, I pray that you may have the power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep my love is for you. For I loved you so much that I gave my one and only son 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that I raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I want you to understand that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love I have for you that is found in my Son. Who conquered the grave? Worthy is the Lamb. 
Today's scripture reading comes from Mark 11, verses 22 through 25. Jesus said, Have faith in God. What I'm about to tell you is true. Suppose one of you says to this mountain, Go and throw yourself into the sea. You must not doubt in your heart. You must believe that what you say will happen. Then it will be done for you. This is God's word for us today. Amen. Hello, Stonebridge. Let's start with something light and fun. Can you guess these movies from these short descriptions? Number one, East Coast girl falls in love with West Coast guy who is awake late at night. Well, that's Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, good, good job. All right, number two, teenager, pirate, and princess battle bad guys who fly in triangle-shaped ships. Anyone? Star Wars. And uh, third one. Short guy finds a ring and has to dispose of it properly. Anyone? Lord of the Rings. It's that last one I want to talk about for a minute because it gives us a great comparison for our, for our text from the story of Jesus talking about casting this mountain into the sea. In The Fellowship of the Ring, the first book of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, the, ring team, the ring team sets out on their quest to throw the ring into a volcano called Mount Doom. And just a few days into their journey, they see in the distance a red mountain. Now, this is in the book version, not in the movie version. And uh, one of the team members, a short guy named Sam, hopes that the Red Mountain is Mount Doom. He thinks this journey isn't going to be so long after all. They can drop the ring in the lava and get back home in time for spring harvest. Sam hopes the Red Mountain is the mountain that the wise people were talking about because that would meet his needs. Because getting to that Red Mountain is a manageable size quest. But we all know Sam's going to be disappointed. We all offer knowing glances when we read Sam is thinking about this. In fact, we all think Sam's a little silly and naive because the Red Mountain uh, is nothing compared to Mount Doom, the mountain everyone was actually talking about. The rest of the ring team and millions of people reading the book knew exactly the actual mountain destination was Mount Doom. Now, let's contrast that with the story of Jesus in Mark 11. Jesus said, If anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, just like the ring team, his disciples understood which mountain he was talking about. But unlike readers of The Lord of the Rings, for 2,000 years, readers of Mark 11, like us, haven't known which mountain Jesus was talking about. I mean, his disciples knew it when he told them, but we don't necessarily know. In fact, most preachers and most of us assume it refers to any mountain and every mountain that any of us face. 
Mountains like death and fear, illness, poverty. And that understanding suggests the point of this text is that God will cast the mountains of our lives into the sea if only we have enough faith. After all, doesn't Jesus promise, ask whatever you wish? But if we aren't careful, that kind of thinking turns God into our own personal genie. If we rub the lamp just the right way with enough faith, God will do what we want. God will move the mountains we don't want to climb, and we can get back to our lives like Sam thought he was going to get back home in time for spring harvest. But the red mountain wasn't Mount Doom. And our challenges aren't the mountains Jesus was talking about. Sam was part of a far bigger quest, a life-changing, history-altering quest. And so are we. All of the misunderstandings and misinterpretations and incorrect applications uh, uh, that we find in this text are all wrapped up in one word. It's this word. This. Listen to Jesus again and listen for the word this that fundamentally changes the meaning of the entire message. Jesus says, Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. One word, this. Our understanding of what Jesus meant needs to be shaped by that one word. Now, if we had an hour and I was a Greek scholar, we could unpack the original language and show that Jesus very, very carefully chose the word this, referring to a specific mountain. Uh, we don't have all that time, and I'm not that kind of a scholar, so I've put a link to an article about that in new version that you can read. So, do you want to know what mountain Jesus was talking about? What is the gospel equivalent to Mount Doom? They were literally standing on it. It's called the Temple Mount. The Dome of the Rock uh, sits there now, but that is the site of the temple in Jesus' day and many, many hundreds and thousands of years before. It's the same place where Abraham took his son Isaac to sacrifice him. The Temple Mount represents the faith of Israel, the understanding of God in the world, and the kingdom of God centered in Jerusalem. So when Jesus says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, Jesus is talking about the established understanding of the way God and faith and the world work. He was talking about overturning the established religion's understanding of everything. And earlier, he had just overturned the money changers at the temple. And if we pay attention, we can reflect back and see that Jesus has been talking about this in different ways since the very beginning of the Gospel of Mark that we've been studying all these weeks. Jesus has uh, been casting uh, out misunderstood faith and casting it into the sea since chapter 1. So, quick run-through of a few of these. Mark 1, the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Mark 2, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And in Mark 4, 
Uh, Jesus says, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. Some of the seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Throughout the entire gospel, Jesus is establishing something new that fulfills the old, a new commandment, a new covenant. Here's just one more text. Jesus asks in Mark 8, what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. The message of this mountain is the message of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The message of this mountain is big and inclusive and personal. We're going to touch on all three of those very briefly. Number one, this mountain is big. The message of Jesus and the kingdom of God are bigger than any current mountains that we or our church or even our nation face. This mountain requires faith for more than just our own needs or even our church's needs. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. In The Lord of the Rings, Sam's imagination of the size of the task and the extent of the quest were limited to his own needs and skills and interests. Sam saw the red mountain and confidently thought, yeah, that's the mountain, that's the goal, when in fact he had no idea of how big the quest really was and the impact it would have on the entire world. So name a challenge that you or Stonebridge or our nation faces today. The message of Jesus and the kingdom are way bigger. They are about changing the way human beings encounter and experience first God and then each other. Nothing before or since compares to Jesus and his kingdom. Stonebridge is a part of that big quest. The challenges that this church faces shrink in comparison to the opportunities that you all have in the biggest quest of thy kingdom come in Simi Valley as it is in heaven. This mountain is big. And this mountain is inclusive. Anyone can be a part of this quest. It isn't limited only to those with few, with pure or perfect faith. There's a verse in this text that troubles many Christians and has unfortunately hurt the faith of millions of people throughout history. It's this. And does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. So Jesus is talking about praying for this mountain to be cast into the sea. And he says, and these people, if they say that and do not doubt in their heart, but believe that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. There's something almost diabolical about the common understanding about this verse. It goes like this. God is ready to give you anything you ask for. All you have to do and all you need to do is have faith. Don't doubt. Then, when problems aren't solved, when loved ones aren't healed, when our mountains aren't moved, who's the only one we can blame? Ourselves. On to Christians who uh, blame is put on to Christians who must not have had enough faith 
who must have doubted. And our grief is compounded with the pain of knowing it was somehow our fault because we must have doubted. Uh, I just want to say that is incorrect. Thank God that is incorrect. Let me make this perfectly clear. God is not our genie waiting to do our bidding. If only we know the right words and can say them with confidence, without doubt. The mountain Jesus was talking uh, about was the Temple Mount. It represented the institutionalized religion of that time that he had come to change. We don't have to sit on the sidelines and watch as real Christians with real unwavering faith cast mountains around. All of us can be and are a part of the quest. Don't doubt that for a minute. And yes, we are to bring our challenges uh, to God within the context of our real lives, our real fears, our real concerns. We draw upon the power of that kingdom that is so much bigger and trust thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, at work, in our homes, as it is in heaven. It's inclusive. It isn't limited to the tiny few with undoubting faith. It's about all of us who doubt many things, but not the ultimate goodness of God. And finally, this mountain is personal. Jesus begins speaking in third person about anyone. Uh, he says, anyone says to this mountain and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen. Uh, anyone, there, they. And then in verse 24, he shifts to first person. He looks at the disciples and he looks directly at the camera and at us. And he says, therefore, I tell you. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, you forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Wow. In those few sentences, there are ten references to individuals. So the preachers get this half right. You can pray for something and get it. But it has to be within the context of the bigger message of God's kingdom. Jesus didn't promise personal wealth, happiness, and power. In fact, he said, in this world you will have trouble, tribulation. The kingdom come, thy kingdom come, is not just about us. It's about changing the world. Back in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, the Lord of the Rings, Sam was not going to be able to have the ring destroyed at the Red Mountain, no matter how much he hoped. When he finally understood the real challenge, the importance of the quest, which comes two books later, his only request was that he have the strength and courage to see it through, to, to add his part to the story. If that sounds melodramatic, well, actually, it sounds like Mark 11. Mark 11 is a turning point in the Gospel of Mark. The first verse, uh, verses describe Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. But just a few verses later, the religious leaders are plotting Jesus' death. And in a few days, Jesus would be crucified and the disciples scattered. Right then, that day, in chapter 11, standing on the Temple Mount, Jesus and the disciples were in the calm before the storm. 
No miracle was coming to make their lives easier. No superheroes. No army of angels. The only way forward was through. But you knew that. You know that in the challenges we face as a nation, as a church, and as individuals, the only way forward is through. We can't magically ask God to do something and just trust that we have enough faith that He's going to change everything. It doesn't happen that way. In that bigger, inclusive context, we realize that we hope and pray for the same thing that Sam wants, the strength and courage to see it through, to add our part to the story of God in our world. Just when it sounds too big for us, Jesus takes that big, inclusive message and makes it very personal and very practical. Here's what Jesus says that journey looks like for you and me on a day-to-day basis. Verse 25, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Listen, forget about your grand plans. Forget about changing the world. Here is where we start in our spiritual life, in our walk with God. And that's what when you stand praying is all about. In that place, focus on the personal. If you are holding anything against anyone, work on that. And God will be a part of that. And in that process of letting go of the sins and hurts of others, our own sins and our own hurts are let go of as well. It's personal and inclusive and big. And that is a mountain worth moving. Let's pray. Lord, I I just pray for my brothers and sisters at Stonebridge who face real challenges in their lives, but who also know the reality that just praying isn't going to just magically or even miraculously change all of those things overnight. They, we, Stonebridge, desperately need to have the confidence and faith and courage and strength to go through the challenges in our own lives, in the church, and even in our nation. And so we take a moment to pray for our nation and the challenges that it faces, and all of us could rattle them off. And so for just a moment, we pray that you would do all that you can Do the very best you can. Oh, Lord, we have opinions. We could tell you what to do. But you're not a genie doing our will. We just humbly come and agree with you that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I pray your blessing on Stonebridge. May it grow and may the future be bright and that uh, the kingdom of God would be glorified through the people there in Simi Valley on Cochrane. And Lord, I pray for each who are watching, that you would meet them in the challenges they have. Don't let them go. Give them strength and courage and the ability to go one more day. The only way forward is through. So would you walk with them through it? Never leave them or forsake them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
is a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. flowing down at the cross at the cross I surrender my life I'm in all of you I'm in all of you where your love ran red in my sin washed white I
Thank you for worshiping with Stonebridge Online this week. Now, receive the closing blessing from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Go in peace. I chose your grace.